Welcome to Warning Bells. My name is Ed Pearson. I am the Boeing 737 MAX whistleblower. This past three-year journey started for me when I simply tried to do the right thing as production system support senior manager at the 737 factory in Renton, Washington. I had been increasingly troubled by a multitude of issues at the plant occurring over the previous six months. Every factory performance metric in the plant was trending in the wrong direction, and every one of them was hitting record lows. We had lots of problems in the factory back then. A chronic shortage of parts, overworked employees working extensive amounts of overtime, a shortage of test equipment for legally required testing. It got so bad, we actually ran out of places to park all the unfinished airplanes, so we started parking the planes in employee parking lots. My pleas to factory leadership went unheeded. Whistleblower Ed Pearson was so disturbed by what he saw as a shocking drop in safety standards in the rush to manufacture the thousands of Maxes on order, he repeatedly wrote to executives, urging them to shut the factory down. In June of 2018, I met with the 737 general manager, the senior executive, and I recommended the factory be immediately shut down to give our people and our suppliers a chance to catch up. He bristled at the thought of shutting down. When I told him that I had seen operations in the military shut down for lesser safety concerns, he responded, the military isn't a profit-making organization. I retired from the company in August 2018. Two months later, on October 29, 2018, the first MAX 737 airplane went down, killing 189 innocent people. We have breaking news from Indonesia. A Lion Air Boeing 737 MAX 8 carrying 189 people crashed into the sea this morning. Rescuers have located debris, but they do not expect to find any survivors. That day will forever be seared in my memory. That day was when I made a vow to do all I could to ensure this did not happen again. I stepped up my prior communications. I wrote to the CEO. I wrote to the board of directors. I had conversations with Boeing's general counsel and assistant general counsel. In February 2019, after reading the preliminary accident report for Lion Air Flight 610, I wrote a letter to Boeing's board of directors, imploring them to take action to investigate the factory. In that letter, I stated that I also don't want to wake up one morning and hear about another tragedy. Then, on March 10, 2019, less than one month after my letter, another MAX airplane went down. Our breaking news, an Ethiopian Airlines flight has crashed shortly after takeoff from Addis Ababa, killing all 157 passengers and crew thought to be on board. The airline told state media there were people of more than 30 nationalities among the dead. Now that includes at least 32 from Kenya, 18 Canadians, nine passengers from Ethiopia, among many others. The Boeing 737 MAX was heading to the Kenyan capital, Nairobi, when air traffic control lost contact just six minutes after takeoff. It's not yet known what caused this crash. A recovery operation is underway southeast of Addis Ababa. Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 crashed six minutes after taking off in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia killing another 157 innocent people. That was the day 
that my actions forward would result in me being named the Boeing whistleblower. To me, label aside, it was the day I knew I would not stop until these planes were either safe or would not fly. So uh, with that, uh, we would turn to uh, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Dixon, um, do you know who Ed Pearson is? I have not met him personally, but I know I know of him. And you understand he was senior manager at Boeing's 737 Renton, Washington plant, right? Yes, I do. And you understand he oversaw production uh, for the 737 final assembly? Yes. And a moment ago, when you were responding to my colleagues' questions, you couldn't bring yourself uh, to say that the FAA made any mistakes here. I know you used different language. I think some of us feel better if you showed a little more passion for this, sir. So I want to give you another opportunity at this. Um, I know you knew that he wrote to you, that Mr. Pearson wrote to you once in September, um, uh, but, but in fact, he wrote to you three times, sir. He wrote to you in September, he wrote to you in October, and he wrote to you in November. And I know you just got on the job, but he didn't just write you letters. He sent you extensive information, didn't he, sir? Yes. On, on production problems that he identified at the Renton facility. Yes. So my question to you is, uh, have you interviewed Mr. Pearson? We have reached out to Mr. Pearson to schedule That's him. not my question. Yeah. Have you interviewed him? Um, I, well, I know that we have contacted him, yes. So you're I, I don't know if I'm sit, not... Excuse me. He's sitting right over there. Okay. Will you commit, as we sit here today, that you will interview Mr. Pearson? Absolutely. Will you, will you investigate the production problems at the Renton facility? Yes. Have you done so to date? Uh, I know that there's ongoing activity through our, our, uh, our oversight. Sir, sir, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. You got a bunch of people over here who lost loved ones. Come on. Have you, have you to date investigated production problems at the Renton facility? I believe we have. Um, I'm not aware of the details. Well, let's talk about that. You got any information on that, Mr. Lawrence? Have you interviewed production line workers at Renton? Yes, we have. How many? I cannot give you a specific number. We do have open investigations on the production of the seven. Is it more than five? I, I would not quote a number without going back to my investigators to give you the exact number. So it's fair to say that neither of you have any specific information about whether you've actually interviewed production workers at Renton. I mean, I, I know you say you think you have. I know you say you're going to look into it. Sir, we're sitting here at a, at a hearing in the United States Congress. You've been on the job for a while now. I take it this is the most important thing on your plate, fair to say, right? Absolutely. So, so are we going to interview the production workers at the Renton facility? Is it going to be a real thing? Can you, can you come to us and give us some answers to what you're actually going to dig into? Because we know this wasn't just a software problem, right? We know it was a hardware problem. And, and you got a guy who wrote you detailed information, who, who, who served at the plant as the senior manager who, who served 30 years in the Navy before that Naval Academy grad knows what he's talking about. Couldn't get an answer to three detailed letters he sent you. Never interviewed him as we sit here. And, and honestly, it'd be great if you had some specifics on what you've done to look at the production problems at that facility. Can you shed any light on that for us? You have my commitment that we are looking into those problems and we will continue to do so. But you don't know whether you, you don't know how many workers you've interviewed. Not at the, not sitting here today, no. Mr. Lawrence? We have interviewed workers, and we can provide those uh, um, for questions for the record afterwards. Have you re reviewed, I'd appreciate that, have you reviewed quality and production records from the facility? Yes, we have. Would you tell us about that? 
Um, there are ongoing investigations, and again, we you know we can look at providing additional investigative uh, reports at the appropriate uh, time. So you can't tell us anything about whether you've learned anything as we sit here about whether production problems detailed in great detail by Mr. Pearson in the letters he sent to you now months ago. I mean, are you aware that four months before the first crash, you brought these problems to Boeing's attention? You aware of that, gentlemen? Four months. I know that the there were, uh, con yes, that, uh, that concerns were raised, yes. That's right. And do you understand that after the Lion Air crash, he went up and down the chain at Boeing. He went to the CEO. He went to the general counsel. He went to the board. Are you aware of that? He sent them letters, too, yes. saying all the same things. And you know what they did? They sat on it until a second plane crash. That's what happened. A bunch more people lost their lives. Some of those pictures are right over there. And, and so we're sitting here now a year later, and neither of you can tell me whether you got anything specific on the production problems that he identified four months before the first crash. So who is Ed Pearson? I'm a husband, a dad, a grandfather. I served 30 years in the military in a combination of active and reserve roles. I held several leadership positions, including Naval Flight Officer, Maintenance Officer, Squadron Commanding Officer, and Operations Center Director. Prior to joining Boeing, I ran a small tech company specializing in software development. At Boeing, I held three different jobs. I was a program management specialist on the 787 program. I served as a flight operations senior manager in Boeing's flight test and evaluation organization. And in my last job at Boeing, I served as a senior manager at the 737 factory in Renton, Washington. I have begun this podcast in an effort to bring the truth to the general public and ensure that no one else dies needlessly on a Boeing 737 MAX, a plane which I and countless other hardworking, passionate men and women saw leave our plant. I am here to talk about problems that contributed to the MAX airplane tragedies. I am here to share what I believe led to two brand new airplanes crashing within five months of each other and killing 346 people. In the weeks to come, we will detail what happened from my perspective and the perspective of others touched by these two preventable disasters. My goal is that with this podcast, the public can be fully informed of the issues surrounding these planes and know exactly what it means to step aboard a 737 MAX. These airplanes still need this kind of oversight and concern that I pleaded for back in 2018. The public needs to remember that when they step aboard these planes. Since I have testified as a whistleblower, I've spent a large amount of time following the recertification of the airplane, reviewing official government reports, and studying the in-service performance of the MAX since it was ungrounded in late 2020. People ask me all the time, is the plane safe? And my answer is always the same. I will not fly on that airplane. I want to make it clear right up front that I want the Boeing company to be successful. It's a terrific company, an American icon. The problem at Boeing is the leadership. It appears that despite the loss of life, the reputational damage, the financial impacts, and the promises to fix the safety culture, corporate leadership is still prioritizing profits over safety. Government aviation authorities made several inexcusable mistakes, and after going public and testifying to Congress, I honestly thought that our government agencies would take the necessary steps to make sure that these airplanes were safe to fly. This hasn't happened. I was naive enough to assume that after the hearings, government authorities 
international aviation regulators, and Boeing's board of directors would certainly step up, hold people accountable, and ensure that any and all possible contributing factors that led to these crashes would be investigated and fixed. I trusted and believed that Boeing leadership would finally admit to all the problems and fix them, but I was wrong on all accounts. Boeing, the FAA, the Department of Transportation, the National Transportation Safety Board continue to say the problems have been identified and fixed. They all want to close the books and move on, but we can't because they still haven't done their jobs, and thousands of flyers step aboard these planes each day. You may have read some of the news stories or seen the documentaries like the one recently released by Amazon called Flight Risk. People from all over the world have reached out to me asking, where are things now? What's been done? They've contacted me expressing their anger, their disgust, concerns, and their fears. How could this have happened? How come no one has been held accountable? Can we trust Boeing and the agencies? But invariably, the question posed is, is the MAX airplane now safe to fly? This podcast will seek to provide the information needed to fully answer this question. I would like to acknowledge the overwhelming support of the people who have reached out to me, from leaders in aviation, to companies, to the general public. I've been trying very hard to get information out to the public about what happened, what is still happening, and why everyone considering putting a loved one on a 737 MAX airplane should know the truth. It is my fervent hope that this podcast will do just that. Warning bells will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be hosting guests to join us on the show that I believe have a unique perspective and have played a key role, individuals that can add their expertise and personal experiences to the discussion. Over the last year, I've become friends with family members of lost loved ones. I am truly honored to be working with them, and despite the pain and suffering that they continue to endure, they are fighting to improve public safety for all of us. I want to involve them as much in the podcast as they are willing and able to participate. For more information, check out my website, edpearson.com. Thank you.